Hey dancers, welcome to the show. I'm Julie and I'm your host today on this episode of Broche Banter. In this season, we're talking all about ballet training, specifically for grown-ups. I'll be sharing my philosophy on why ballet should be for everyone, how to train in order to reach a high level in ballet, how adults can actually learn classical ballet technique with fully formed bodies and busy lives, and how we can make amazing changes to the ballet world to open its doors to more adults like us. Together, we're on the path to making ballet mainstream, making it normal to learn ballet as an adult, making it a part of the fabric of our society like cycling, rock climbing, yoga, and martial arts. So come along this ride with me and let's dance. Before we get started today, I want to start with a really important message that I believe very strongly in. Ballet scratches all of those perfectionist itches for us. There's achievements, there's things to work towards, there's progress, there's an ideal of perfection, but it can also really frustrate us and bring out the worst critic inside ourselves if we let it. So as you start this week, as you listen to this podcast episode, as you continue listening to this whole season about how to improve at ballet, Don't forget that no matter what your technique looks like today, you're already enough as a human. More turnout, better pirouettes, and higher legs won't change the fact that you, yes you, just by existing are already enough. I will always continue to encourage you to keep working towards your goals because I have no doubt that you'll achieve them. But I wanna take a moment to remind you to do ballet because you're already enough not because you have something to prove. You can use ballet to try to prove that you're good enough, or you can dance because you're already enough. So with that, today let's dive into how adults are currently taught ballet. We'll talk about adult open programs, which are how many of us learn ballet. We'll talk about what to even teach adults and how to structure a program for busy adult lives. Before we start, I just want to note that I'm going to get a little real on this episode. I'm going to speak honestly and dig into the challenges that I see with how adults are generally taught ballet. I understand why the adult ballet opportunities are the way they are on many levels from a studio owner, a teacher, and an adult ballet dancer myself. And just to be clear, I'm going to present some challenges on how the adult ballet world is today, but I'm not really here to begrudge any specific teachers or any studios or anyone doing their best to provide opportunities for adults while making ends meet. So having said that, if this episode resonates with you, then the remainder of the podcast season is really going to help you navigate through this system to get what you want from ballet and help even make changes to the things that you have access to. So let me start this episode with a little background and context. When I asked my audience the following questions, do you wish you had more information on levels and progression in ballet? Are you dying for a ballet syllabus for adults? Do you wish you could level up without having to be able to afford frequent private lessons? Are you frustrated by the open levels of adult ballet? Can you follow along with the steps of an intermediate class, but you can't yet land a double pirouette or get your legs up high? Are you bored with beginner level, but you're not sure how to get to intermediate? Do you have big dreams, but you're not sure if they're possible and you're not sure how to achieve them? Do teachers tell you things like engage your core and keep your hips level, but you don't know what they mean or if you're even doing it? The replies absolutely poured into my inbox and they went something like this. There are adult ballet classes at several studios near me. However, they're all mixed level. What I crave is an adult ballet program with a structure in a similar sense as they have in children's classes. 
I wish I had more information on how steps and posture build on each other to achieve the harder steps. For example, how do tendus and posture help you achieve your doubles and triples? Or how do degages build to grand jetés and other jumps? And ballet is very structured. It's just that as an adult, we're not usually afforded the structure and curriculums that younger kids have as they're an assumption or maybe rather a presumption that we have had the basic training when we were younger. I wish there was a curriculum for adults that did not take ballet as a kid. Or when I attended open classes, most teachers didn't spend time on technique, just going over the combinations. It's hard to join classes when there's no structure, and I found myself spending more time trying to work out what to do rather than focusing on my technique and my muscles. Another said, I would love to learn things properly and in order from the start forward. My teachers encourage me, but it's not like they're leading me through a step-by-step progression. And finally, I would prefer a syllabus so that I can check off skills and have a better sense of where I land on the spectrum. Piecing it together myself as a beginner is terribly discouraging and overwhelming. I love my local classes, but they are just open and there's no progression. I don't know how to jump levels or get on point, and I feel like I am at a standstill. Kids get the opportunity to learn within a structured level-based curriculum, so why can't adults if they're serious about ballet? I absolutely wish I could do this without paying for a private tutor. I feel like everyone knows everything and I'm just struggling along. Did that resonate with you? It does to me too. You see, I founded Broche Ballet because I saw a problem with how adults learn ballet and I wanted to change it. How did I see this problem? Because I started ballet the same way these adults learned in adult open drop-in programs. I felt this problem really deeply. I felt the discouragement and the disappointment weighing heavily on me and then eventually just simply relegated myself to goals of low legs and maybe a single pirouette to save myself the disappointment. See, I started ballet at 17 in an adult beginner open ballet class. From the moment of that first class, I knew ballet was the place for me, my home. I would spend 10 years learning, training, experimenting, and seeking out apprenticeships before opening Broche Ballet's first Denver studio. I took drop-in classes all over New York City. If you know of a teacher or a program there, I've probably popped into it. I was all over that town. But I remember so strongly the longing feeling of watching the intermediate classes and seeing so many steps I didn't know and yet seeing the beginner classes weren't teaching them. How would I ever be able to keep up in an intermediate class? When could I learn those steps to join a higher level class? Meanwhile, I was craving more structure, and so I got into my college dance minor program in part due to a glitch in the software that allowed me to register without auditioning. Um, But I was so incredibly lucky to take structured ballet classes, jazz class, tap class, choreography and acting, and hip hop class. Well, the hip hop honestly felt a little less lucky, but the program overall was amazing and a serious breath of fresh air. The classes were structured from A to Z, each week building on the skills of the previous week. New vocabulary was taught and broken down instead of just tossed out there casually as something you're expected to already know. We were given targeted drills to build coordination, warm-ups to build strength and flexibility, and a dance to work towards to put our skills together. All the while, desperate for some way to keep leveling up, I took private lessons on and off in college as I could afford them. Private lessons are great and super helpful when you can afford them and find a good teacher. It's super helpful to have a person directly addressing what you need specifically, especially when you're in a plateau or you feel a little stuck. But they can really add up, and as I'll get to later in the episode, I really don't think that that should be the only way for us to improve and to level up. Then later, I had the idea to apply to ballet youth summer intensives when I was 21. I was young enough to still go to some programs, so I applied and auditioned all over New York City. 
I was miles behind all of the young teenagers who I auditioned with, and that was eye-opening in and of itself. The feeling of the auditioners walking by and literally not even looking at you was a new one. The competition in the air, the intensity, there was no joy anywhere to be found in those rooms. After many weeks of auditioning, I ended up going to two youth intensives where I could see that I was missing a ton of information. I was missing technique. I had kind of fumbled my way through a good amount of vocabulary by this time, just sort of stabbing in the dark and continuing to go through the open classes around town, but I didn't really have the technique. These youth programs actually taught technique. They focused on teaching you how to use your muscles and how to actually train. Train, not dance. They're separate. Petit Allegra wasn't exclusively about remembering a fast combination, but more so about how to land your jumps on turned out legs. A bar exercise wasn't just about executing it in time with the music, though that is important, but it was more about keeping your muscles engaged the whole time. To be clear, this was an extremely intense experience filled with um, competition, envy, condescension, and but at that time, I left almost every day of both programs just completely in tears. But the training itself was absolutely to die for. Later, also, I was in a couple of shows for adults, and that experience was a whole different experience than class two. We worked on the same piece for weeks, perfecting every little detail, and that really allowed the dancers to apply their technique to it and not solely work on picking up the choreography, a whole different aspect of dancing. But honestly, I was really lucky with each and every one of these pieces. I was in college with limited responsibility compared to someone with jobs, kids, ailing parents, etc. I was on scholarship and able to work while I was in school to afford all of this. I had a more flexible schedule, obviously being in school, and I lived in New York City where opportunity is everywhere. And plus, even though I felt old at the time, I was still young enough for some opportunities typically reserved for kids. But seriously, not everyone is so lucky. And furthermore, it shouldn't require luck to be good at ballet. Luck shouldn't play a role in whether you can do it. And to get good training, you shouldn't have to also get bad vibes. The chance to learn ballet should be available for everyone in a positive and joyful environment. So let's get to work. Let's start to build a bridge from A to Z so that you can make progress within the system that exists now while we continue building towards and working towards larger change. And let's help you define what you want from ballet so you even know which of those bridges you want to seek out. So let's get in. Let's talk a little bit more specifically about the adult open program. So some of us are lucky enough to have access to these structured or curriculum-based programs, but this part is really aimed at the difficulties of the adult open drop-in class. So what is an adult open program? The word open refers to the fact that you don't have to audition to take class or be invited. They're open to all. And drop-in, of course, refers to the fact that you can just drop in to any one single class, as opposed to child's or youth classes, where you often must attend all of the classes within a given semester and attendance is tracked and often enforced. Adults may, quote-unquote, drop in to class anytime they want or don't want. Adult drop-in open programs typically offer class in a couple of different levels a few nights a week, teaching different, sometimes random things from week to week, with different faces joining each week. There isn't necessarily a syllabus, and since the dancers and even the teachers can vary from week to week, sometimes there's little systematic progression even possible over a longer period of time. These classes are ironically unstructured for how structured ballet is. So there's a couple of main drop-off points where we tend to lose dancers in this, in this ballet system as it is now. Number one is the first day of ballet class, and number two is around three years into ballet class. So 
For the first day of ballet class, here's the thing. New dancers can join class at any time. There's not semester-based. Um, most beginner classes are just sort of ongoing and you can hop in at any time. This can either cause that new dancer to be completely overwhelmed if the teacher doesn't slow down the class, or if the teacher does teach more slowly to help them get oriented on their first day, the level will be knocked down considerably for the people who've been in that same class for months or years. On the other side of it, in that same beginner class, sometimes you might get a pre-professional teen or a professional dancer just joining the class for relaxation or extra practice, causing so much intimidation of the dancers in class, or sometimes even causing the teacher to speed up the pace of the class considerably to try to suit that dancer. So let's, let's picture it. You're a dancer, totally new to ballet, walking into a class labeled beginner. You assume, well, this class is labeled beginner and that one is intermediate. So the beginner level must be for me. I'm a beginner. And so you arrive on your first day, nervous, excited, eager, and anxious. And what do you find in that beginner class? You might find adults who've been in the beginner level for five years because it's the only class that works for their schedule or because they just absolutely love their friends and the teacher. You might find adults who danced as teenagers and are returning to ballet, but with an incredible base of knowledge. You might find those professional dancers, they might be using it as a warm-up for their day or relaxation in the evening or trying out a new pair of point shoes. You might also find, in some cases, pre-professional teenagers using it to let loose, have some fun, or get some extra practice without the pressure of their regular program. The beginner class is structured like a usual 90-minute class. It goes across the floor, traveling with a flurry of confusing steps named in French, culminating with a pirouette that everyone else seems to be able to land but you. And as a beginner, since no comment is typically made about the difficulty of what's going on, and everyone else seems to know what's happening, it might seem like you too ought to be able to already do those things. But since you can't land a pirouette, because no one can land a pirouette on their first time, or figure out a tombe potabere across the floor, you might agree with that voice inside your head that says, yeah, ballet isn't for me. Like I knew I couldn't do it. And then maybe you'll never be seen in a studio again, or maybe you'll try again 10 years later having worked up the courage to face that feeling again. Now let's fast forward to the perspective of the adult who's been dancing in that same open program for three years, only having had the opportunity to take open drop-in classes. Even if this person is extremely committed coming to class a few times a week, there's a big gap between beginner and intermediate where beginner classes don't teach intermediate steps, but neither do intermediate classes. Beginner classes teach only the beginner steps, but intermediate classes assume you already know the intermediate steps. So where are you supposed to be learning these next level steps? And how would you even know which steps you're supposed to be seeking out to learn? You just can't Google what you don't know. There's not often a clear path to level up. For people who started ballet as kids, honestly, this vocabulary gap isn't usually a big problem as many of them actually know this vocabulary or remember it. But for someone who's completely new, who never danced as a kid, it can feel like there's no way to cross this chasm between the levels. But the adult at this point either has to decide to take the leap into intermediate and look like a fool for a while while they pick up the new moves or remain in the beginner class and feel stuck. We just hope they don't take that third option of giving up and quitting. This isn't to mention a really, really big issue I have with how adults are taught ballet that in adult open classes, we often teach choreography, what to be doing. You step left on count three and then pirouette on count four. And we don't often teach the technical depth the technical depth is training the muscles and the muscle memory for how we do ballet, how we dance, how we 
breathe ballet in our body. This is your posture, your how to use your toes, how to pull your shoulders down, how where momentum comes from when you're turned out, how to manage all of your limbs using the classical technique. This is how we achieve our pirouettes eventually. This is how we get light and airy point work. This is how we actually improve our extensions. So for these advanced technical skills, after many years of open classes, which are only covering the choreography, the dancer may have luckily picked up all the vocabulary in the book, but still not be able to land a pirouette or get their legs higher because they haven't been training their muscles the whole time. The dancer often must turn to private lessons to get this type of training. And again, as I said earlier, private lessons are great and amazing, but I think they should be reserved for helping you with specific things that are specific to you and shouldn't be needed for learning a fundamental skill in ballet that everyone needs to learn. Everyone needs to learn turnout. Everyone needs to learn posture and everyone needs to learn how to point their toes. So that should be taught to everybody and not have to go into a one-on-one setting to get it. You should go to a one-on-one setting if you want to work on something specific about your body, you're having trouble achieving this, you're not sure if you're doing it, you want more assistance with it, but not because you'd never heard of working on turnout and that's where you have to go to get that information. So let's get into what a structured syllabus for adults would even look like. Can it look like what they have for kids? Can we have that for adults? Well, we can, and I think we will continue to have more and more of this universally. But the thing is, Ballet is complicated, humans are complicated, and business is complicated. So ultimately, I think that a structured program for adults looks a little different than a kid's program or even different than a linear pathway. Here's why. Adults and kids are different in three main ways. Number one, different goals. Number two, different training needs in their bodies. And number three, they have different lives. So let's start with goals, number one. With kids, most programs assume, whether or not it's true, that all of the kids have the same goals. Sometimes the studio will offer a simple recreational versus competitive track for kids to choose if there are enough kids at the studio, or sometimes there might be an entirely uh, specialty studio that is for competitions or for recreational. But in all cases, all of the kids do the same training pretty much and don't have control over which level they're in or which classes they attend. They must simply follow the exact curriculum as it's laid out on the days that match the level they've been invited to. Now, that could sound really appealing to us type A's, and I assume if you're listening to a podcast on how ballet training should be structured, that that description might loosely fit you. But here's the thing with adults. Our goals are much more extraordinarily widely varied and even piecemeal and challenging to fit into a program like this. Some people want to de-stress after work and enjoy the movement of dance. Some want to maintain what they have and not necessarily push for more. Some want to study ballet seriously and others want to find a group of friends. Some people want to train 10 hours a week while others want to dance once a month when they have the time and the energy. Some want to perform or get on point, whereas others are in love with the simple beauty of the bar and the energy of a live pianist in class. And even within a ballet class itself, some can't or don't want to jump, and others can't or don't want to turn, and others are perfectly content with the height of their extensions. Some want to be corrected, and some don't want any individual attention. All of these goals and ways to exist in the ballet world are valid. But it's difficult to make one class suit all of them. If a third of the room wants to chat, a third wants to waltz across the floor and feel freedom in their body and be with the music, and another third want technical corrections, the teacher is in quite the pickle. And often without enough dancers or studio spaces to split the class into that granular of goal-based classes, we all dance together and try to make it work, but with each group not quite getting what they want. 
I think it's going to take critical mass to have an equivalent competition and recreational studio for adults. But even then, there's actually way more than just two types of adult ballet dancers, especially when you take into account the vast wide range of ages, abilities, goals, lifestyles, etc. Number two, adults have very different training needs and rates of progression. With adults, our backgrounds and starting places are so incredibly divergent. Within an absolute beginner level class, if you're lucky enough to find one that starts at zero, even zero is different for every adult. Adults are starting from very different places. An adult who's been working retail, nursing, or another standing job on their feet for 20 years is going to have widely different needs from an adult who's given birth to twins or who's been in a car accident or who's been taking Pilates for a couple of years. The starting place of two beginners after decades of leading divergent lives are so widely varied. So in a beginner class, some people might take a few years to warm up to the idea of spinning around in a circle, while others might be dying to pirouette from day one. Not to mention the person who's coming back to ballet after a 20-year break, who danced seriously through their teens, or who we, or even who was a pro formerly, will honestly have their muscle memory entirely intact. One time, an 80-year-old dancer came into my studio in Denver and... She hadn't danced since she was 30. That's 50 years of no ballet. She'd not taken a class since she was 30 and she wanted to just give it a try. She had the most beautiful developing. Her legs remembered how to turn out. Her ankle remembered how to point. Her toes were stretched. Her kneecap was lifted. She had the beautiful ballet posture. It was still in her body 50 years later. So that is a very different person than someone who is an absolute beginner dancer as an adult. A returning dancer needs to regain their strength and flexibility and memory as a beginner would, but they don't need to learn what the steps are. And they often actually remember it like it was yesterday. The body remembers. So all that having been said, quote unquote, beginner means many, many different things. And then go ahead and layer those different goals and availabilities and desire to commit into the equation and progress begins to look very different for each individual dancer. To put a group of a dozen people together into even a six week structured program, much less a multi-year curriculum based program, they're going to move through this material at extraordinarily different rates. And number three, adults have very, very different lives than kids. Adult lives are not centered around semesters. People are starting and stopping all the time. And people take lots of time off for normal adult life complications and activities. So it's really difficult to actually follow a plan, larger progression, enforce attendance, any of those things that you can do with kids. With kids, they often simply force them to take private lessons to catch up or even kick them out of the program. They're often made to prepay and commit to long programs, which leads to all kinds of complications down the road. So with adults, I honestly don't think we should necessarily try to make it work that way. We need flexibility within our lives. Adult life is super complicated. Sometimes we unexpectedly have to move or we get injured or the kids schedule changes. The finances could change drastically. We might just need a break to explore some other interests. Not to mention some adults work split shifts or can't commit to the same class each week. Unexpected things come up with kids, work, family, and attendance can't really be enforced without leaving a lot of people behind. Within ballet training, we also need to meet each dancer where they are and remember that we're still humans at the end of the day. So what would a structured program look like for adults? Well, here's what I think. I think the drop-in class actually continues to play a really important role in ballet for adults, perhaps even a staple of it, but I think we're building an entire ecosystem surrounding it. 
The drop-in class is an amazing way to make friends, build community, meet people with different goals and backgrounds, and get inspired by the more advanced dancers. You can also help the more beginner people along. It also easily fits into our busy lives because we can come and go as we have time, money, resources, babysitters, etc. And plus, for the people who want to really love ballet, enjoy the community, that's a great place to get what you want. That's a great place to get a nice, full, well-rounded ballet class, touching lightly on each element, and just love the community and the friendship and the camaraderie of people like you, time out of the house, all that amazing stuff. So where the structure comes in, and where I think we need to layer the structure into ballet on top of it or next to it is helping the dancer understand what that 90-minute ballet class will teach you and what it won't. We can't learn all the things that we need to learn in a 90-minute class, but that doesn't mean you can't learn them. It's just not the right place for focused topics. We can help dancers see that in a drop-in class, you're going to learn some parts of ballet, but not others. And that's okay. That's expected. In a big group setting, you couldn't easily learn those other aspects. It's not what it's for. When you get too focused, if you focus on turns and half the class doesn't want to turn, you've just alienated half the class. So it's a better situation in a big group class with mixed interests and mixed goals to do a little bit of everything. And therefore, if any one person doesn't like that part of it, they can just do it for five to 10 minutes and move on or skip it. So I think we need to provide opportunities to learn these missing pieces or deeper pieces that actually interest you. This part is highly individual to fill in the gaps, tailor to your goals and match your unique needs. Interested in the splits, interested in pirouettes, interested in extensions, interested in deeper technique, interested in musicality. These are all very unique goals and needs that other dancers may either not care about or may have already learned from their past life or may be starting from a different point than you. But here's the thing, just because it's highly individual doesn't mean it has to be one-on-one private lessons. There's a lot of commonalities. And a program can be more systematized where people can get to say 75% of the knowledge in a group or lower cost setting and then take it the rest of the way with private lessons in the areas where they're interested. Whereas currently in the group setting, we kind of touch a little bit on everything and don't get too deep into anything. Private lessons are always required for any amount of depth. So after you've learned these aspects supplementally, you can take that knowledge back to the big generalized group class and practice. You can hang out with your friends, you can dance, you can sort of quote unquote, put it all together. You can take everything you've been working on, all the details that you've been focusing on and put it together into this really fun and dancey 90 minute class with all of your friends in a beautiful big studio and get inspired and have fun and enjoy it. That taking armed with the knowledge of the technique, the self-study, knowing your body, your flexibility, your body awareness, all of that, take it and apply it in the group class. Additionally, when it comes to beginners, uh, beginners can more easily meet together at quote unquote zero with the help of learning some basics online or with self-study so that they can go into a beginner class and not need to wait for absolute beginner class to come up or the studio has enough to fill it up or if a studio doesn't even offer it. They can basically get to quote unquote beginner level from self-study from learning the basics without feeling completely overwhelmed when they go to an in-person place. Take the model of musicians. They might play in a band together, in a community band or in a smaller band. That's their time to enjoy the company and put it all together. But then they go home individually to perfect their craft. They go to workshops and master classes, practice on their own. They do scales and exercises, work on their specific curiosities. They work out of music books. They do scales and drills. 
They might even learn their favorite songs on their own. <laughs> they play for their friends and families, record a little bit of their music, post it online. And then they bring their craft, what they've been working on, what they've been honing, their perspective, their unique goals, their unique joys, and they bring that to the group setting to enjoy it together with others. In my opinion, in my own training, in my own other experiences with teaching other things uh, as a, as a math tutor, as a, an adult learner of many skills, learning, absorbing, and experimenting happen outside the studio in a different cadence and a different time than a live class. There is a place to be together with people and there's a place to go home and absorb and think and learn and deepen and get curious and explore. And all of that is very different from what we would get in a group setting, no matter what. In school, you learn things together in class and you go home and you do homework and you learn it more and practice it and apply it yourself. So what I'm going to do in the following episodes of this season is propose a structure of the different skills, steps, and facets of classical ballet and how to navigate them, what to practice, what to look for, what to seek out, and how to navigate this on your own so that you can learn what you're most interested in, work on those skills, progress towards your goals, and then take them back into the studio, into your local in-person classes, and really enjoy the class at a much deeper and much greater level armed with the knowledge that you're getting on your own. So we're going to cover an overview of all the facets from depth of technique, breadth, range of steps, athleticism, flexibility, musicality, artistry, performing, point work, and even partnering. We're going to go deep. We're going to lay it all on the table. We're going to have a lot of fun in the process. Thanks for listening today, dancers. Before we head out, please make sure you leave us a review or just a five-star rating on the podcast app where you have accessed this podcast. It really does help us out and help us reach more ballet dancers like you. For more adult ballet, you can follow our studio on Instagram and Facebook at Broche Ballet. You can follow me on Instagram at Julie the Ballerina, or check out our blog and YouTube channels for more content. You can even dance with us in our online studio with daily live Zoom classes and our on-demand library. I'm Julie Gill, and this was Broche Banter.